hot zones are, where the cold zones are, or knowing what the DOMs are for, for particular properties. DOM stands for days on the market. When you start to overstand or understand, whichever one you prefer, the temperature of a particular neighborhood, it can make you change the way you was going to buy that particular property. What do I mean by that? Let's say if it's an area where you know the properties are selling much faster and you have a particular MAO, MAO stands for maximum allowable offer, meaning you don't go past this particular price range for a particular property. But if it's a hot area in a hot zone where properties are selling in less than 10 days, you can break that normal criteria that you do or that normal filter. You as a newbie, you may not be aware of those markets, but your real estate agent will be. So you want to get a real estate agent that has a list of priorities and based on the way you communicate with that real estate agent, you are on that list of priorities. As a newbie, if you go try to have a conversation with a real estate agent, they won't take you serious. But depending how you communicate with that real estate agent, they will take you serious. So if you're in this room and you see the link up top, let's stay connected. I do virtual calls like once a week. And if you jump on that call, I give you I will give you guys some tips and strategies on the right conversations to have with these real estate agents. So what's another thing with a real estate agent? They can give you MLS access. They can give you pocket listings. They can help you with analyzing deals. Right. So, of course, you're going to know a little something when you start, but you're not going to be an expert. So if you got a particular real estate agent, they can give you some tips on, oh, OK, this is why you should stay away from that property because I did an analysis on it and this is what I came up with. So you want to have a real estate agent on your team. So that's number one on your starting five. Let's call that your point guard. Number two is going to be your escrow officer or a closing attorney. Depending what state you're in, it's going to either be an escrow officer or a closing attorney. Why would I get an escrow officer or a closing attorney, Jerry, and I have absolutely no deal? That kind of doesn't make any sense, Jerry. You get an escrow officer or a closing attorney once you have a deal, right? Imagine this. Imagine if you get a phone call today and someone says, hey, I have a friend that want to sell their house. They're, it's a probate. Their, their relative passed away. You probably can get the property for a really, really good deal. What are you going to do? You're going to start scrambling. Oh, I got to find an escrow officer. Oh, I got to find a closing attorney. You want to do the work before the work. Okay, you want to have everything lined up. You don't want to start looking for things. And plus, all escrow officers and all closing attorneys are not created equal. You want to build a relationship with these people. Relationship with these people up front before you actually need them. So contact a escrow officer or closing attorney, depending on what state you're in. And. Start doing some incredible deals. I've heard some good things about you. And I just kind of like to know your setup and how you guys do things over here. Because I'm definitely going to be bringing some business your way. And, you know, what are your rates? What are your fees and things like that? In case I want to make an introduction to some of my other friends that need someone that provides your services. Did you guys see how that conversation went? That's called leading with value. You're meeting someone and you're letting them know you're trying to have a conversation with them to bring them business in the future. And they will absolutely love you for that. Now, guess what happens when, when, when something like that happens? You have that conversation. You start to build a rapport with that individual. You know, they know there's potential value there. That's somebody you can call on. Escrow officer can also help you estimate all the total fees that's involved in a real estate deal. One mistake that I see a lot of newbies doing is all they focus on when they're analyzing a deal is how much the property costs. How much the monthly payments are 
and how much is it going to cost to rehab the property? And they literally start to add all that stuff up and they say, oh, I just analyzed the deal. And based on my numbers, I'm going to make about $60,000 off of the deal. But they didn't put property taxes in there. They didn't put property transfer tax. They didn't put escrow fees. They didn't put title fees. They didn't put sub escrow fees. They didn't put subtitle fees. They didn't put document transfer tax fees. There's so many fees that's involved in a real estate transaction. There's no way you'll know it. In the real estate world, they call that an estimated HUD. An escrow officer can give you an estimated HUD. I have an escrow officer in California. Whenever I'm buying a deal, I'll call her up and I'll say, hey, Olivia, I'm trying to do this particular deal. Olivia, I'm trying to do this particular deal. And uh, hey, Pumpkin, come to the stage really quick. Olivia, I'm trying to do this particular deal. I want you to break down everything that's going on and all the fees that's going to come up so I can make sure I analyze this deal properly. Okay? And she's going to send me an email and it's going to have all the fees almost down to the wire. Keep an eye on the chat for me in case you gotta you gotta um, boot somebody. But yeah, so she's gonna she's gonna make sure that everything is in check or in sync with what I'm trying to do, right? So that's another benefit of doing the work before the work with an escrow officer. Another thing, escrow officers are major, 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 major resources. Imagine you're trying to do a deal, and you do not have a hard money lender. To fund the deal for you. So some people are going to say, oh, go to Facebook, go to this, go to that. Don't do that, guys. When you're trying to do a real estate deal and you want to get it funded, you want receipts. One of my best investors I have kind of went like this. Hey, Olivia, you're an escrow officer. You do many deals. You've done many hard deals that involve flipping and you know involving hard money lenders. I need you to give me a list of some lenders that you know actually perform and will actually close. Listen to what I just said. I need you to give me a lender that will actually perform and actually close. Just because someone has a rate sheet and a website, does not that does not mean that they're the player that you want to deal with. I've had many, many deals go where it's time to close and the lender seems like they're, they're just doing everything but saying, Hey, Jerry, now I need to, some of your DNA before we fund. It is the craziest things. My escrow officer introduced me to a guy that literally funded a deal in under seven days and the property was 1.2 million and he funded it in under seven days appraisal everything boom 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 we was at docs within three days we was at loan docs within three days after i met the lender that's the type of player lenders that you want there's nobody that can have as many receipts as an escrow officer or a closing attorney and things like that i'm giving you guys so much gang okay so that's another thing. Major resources and lenders that will actually fund. So I gave you your real estate agent. I gave you your escrow officer. Now I'm going to give you a title company sales rep. In every transaction, if you do it properly, you have to get what's called title insurance. Some people call it a prelim. Prelim stands for preliminary title report. Some people call it a title commitment. Whatever you want to call it, there's going to be a title company involved in your real estate transaction. I've seen people get properties where, you know, a sister will give the property to a relative and then that sister passes away and they just deed it over to that relative. And then when they go try to do something with that house, the title company say, oh, wait a minute. That was a transfer of title that was not involving an escrow or title. So we don't identify that as being a legitimate transfer. You got to go through probate. That's something a lot of people do not understand. When you're doing a transaction with a property, 
you definitely want to get title insurance because there's a lot of scams that go on. And if it's not involving a title company where they did the actual transaction and they put title insurance in the property, you could look up in the future and you'll be stuck with a situation where you got to kind of like do it all over almost from scratch. So you want to have a title company sales rep. That's number three on your starting five. A title company sales rep. What do you need a title company sales rep for? Title companies make money. Title company sales reps help the title company make money. A title company sales rep will give you all kinds of goodies and and just really try to help you so you can bring business to them. I got a title company sales rep in Los Angeles. This guy is so dope. He knows I have a coaching program. He hit me up and said, Jerry, we have all kinds of extra space at our title company office. If you ever want to come up here with some of your students and do a training up here, you can do it for free. So he's trying to create value for me so I can create value for him. You see how that works? My title company sales rep gave me a password to one of their portals where I can access everything that they do. I can access everything that they see on the actual, you know, database in in California. So I can almost run a property, get all the data just from logging on to their title company. I got a password. I could pull everything about. I could pull documents. I could pull deeds up. I could pull just whatever. And another thing they do, they will help you with your marketing. That's a gold mine. Imagine this. Imagine if you call your title company sales rep and you say, hey, let's say if her name is Pumpkin. Hey, Pumpkin, I want to look in this particular zip code, 900 whatever, 900 whatever these two zip codes in this particular city. I'm looking for people, this absentee owners, meaning they don't live at the property, they live somewhere else, so it's rental property. And another filter is I want people that's owned their home for at least 10 years. The reason why you want a little bit of seasoning is because if the people just bought the property a year ago, the probability of them selling it is very low. The probability of them having, what do you call, equity, is very low if they've only owned it for a couple years. So let's go back a little bit. Let's go back about 10 years. I want a list of absentee owners, which is tenants, I mean, which is landlords that live somewhere else. And I want a filter of where they've owned the home for at least 10 years. I want you to give me about 2,000 people that fit that criteria. But I want you to give me something else. I want you to put it on Avery 5160 labels. What does that mean? That means they're sending you a list of people, 2,000 warm leads, and they're actually giving you the mailing labels where all you have to do is have your assistant or have you or have your kids help you, whatever, and you just peel and stick. Go contact a company for something like that's going to cost you hundreds and hundreds of dollars. When you know how to create that relationship with all the parties involved in a transaction, they're going to want to help you win because it helps them win. So that's another relationship I have with my title company sales rep is he helps me with marketing material and basically whatever I need. If they if it's data, this public records, he's going to provide it to me for free. So that's your title company sales rep. Property search, they're going to help you with comparable sales. They're going to help you with uh, mailers based on criteria, absentee owners, farm packages. So farm packages is basically what I just mentioned. It's like it's a farm. The city is the farm, and they're going to help you package the people in the criteria to help you, um, you know, with chances of, um, you know, getting more clients. So I gave you three people so far. I gave you a real estate agent. That's your point guard. I gave you an escrow officer. That's your two guard, your shooting guard. Then I just gave you a title company sales rep. 
That's your forward. Okay. Now, number four on your starting five is going to be your lender funding source. I always say do the work before the work, but many people, they go out there and they go look for a deal. Imagine, ladies, if you're going to Neiman Marcus or you're going to Gucci or you're going to Louis Vuitton. You're going to go there knowing that you got your credit card, knowing how much money you can spend when you get there, right? A lot of people get into real estate, they'll start looking for deals and they won't even have a lender in place. They have no idea what they qualify for. They have no pre-approval. They have none of that. And they go out there hunting for deals. Then after they get a deal, they're like, oh, let me go find a lender. Just think about that. Go shopping for, I don't know what you ladies like. Put in the chat. What, what, what's the purse in right now? Put in the chat. I don't know what y'all, what shoes or whatever. But you're not going to go do that without knowing how much money you could spend. You Imagine you go into the, you send it to a store clerk. I'm not sure how much money I could spend, but how much is this? You're going to want to know what your buying power is. So connect with the lender. Know exactly what that lender's criteria is because you may be in for a surprise once you open escrow with that particular deal. They may have a list of items or things that you're not in a position to do. Also, as a newbie, a lot of these lenders won't even do a deal for a newbie because back in 2006, back in 2007, a lot of newbies messed up the real estate game and they bought properties and they lost them when that great crash came. So now these real estate lenders, hard money lenders, they're like, oh, what have you done lately? How do I know that you can close? Oh, it's a great deal. I'm buying it 70 cents in a dollar. It's going to be worth 700,000. I'm only paying 500. Oh, that's cool. But how do I know you can fix it up? How do I know you got the team to finish it? How do I know you're going to make the payments? Oh, I got good credit. That's cool. But I need to know that you could perform. Everybody could, could, you know, good credit is not enough when you're doing a flip. Nowadays, these lenders want to know that you know what you're doing. And you guys, when, when you cross that bridge, you're going to thank me for telling you to do the work before the work. So now I gave you your real estate agent, your escrow officer. Your title company sales rep. Now you got your lender funding source. So you got four new players on your starting five. Now you just need the fifth one. So who's your fifth player? Your contractor handyman. You're going to need someone that's going to be the person that fix up that property for you. Do not make this mistake what so many newbies do. They go get a property. Then they say, oh, I got to go find a contractor now. You want to know who the person is that's going to do your work before it's time for you to need work because you're going to go through a vetting process and you do not want to vet someone in real time. You will absolutely regret vetting somebody for the first time and seeing how they perform on your brand new beautiful flip you just bought. I'm going to say this one more time for those that haven't heard me say this before. It seems like a contractor's goal in life is to make you their ATM. That's what it seems like. Like, I'm going to figure out how to give this person a quote. Then once I start the job with them, I'm going to figure out how to make that quote go higher and higher and higher. Contractors are fully aware that once they start the work, the probability of you getting someone else to come behind them is very, very slim. And even if you do fire them in midstream, the other contractor is going to say something interesting to you. Oh, it's going to be a little bit more tough because I got to come behind this other contractor and he did this wrong. He did this wrong. He did that wrong, et cetera, et cetera. That's the type of stuff they're going to do. Right. That's exactly the type of stuff they're going to do. But before I go any further and finish that, let me add one more time. You see the link up top. Let's stay connected. OK, that's a virtual call. 